You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. I think I'm getting the black lung, Bob. We're back on The Pipeline Show, and we're going to turn on the 2019 Draft Spotlight, chat with another player that's eligible for the 2019 NHL Draft. But uh, as most players are either done for the season now or uh, maybe playing overseas in in, uh, in the U18s or something like that, my next guest is uh, still quite active. Uh, just wrapping up the AJHL Championship with the Brooks Bandits, getting ready for the Doyle Cup and the RBC Cup to follow that. Speaking with Luke Bast, a defenseman with the Brooks Bandits. Uh, welcome to the Pipeline Show, Luke. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Uh, my pleasure to get a chance to speak with you, and, and thanks for making time, because I know it's, I mean, the uh, AJHL final wrapped up a little bit ago, but uh, still a, a busy time and hectic time, and uh, lots of you, you're focused on, I'm sure. So thanks for making time today. Maybe let's start with that right now. What's what's kind of the, uh, the day-to-day process right now for you and the Bandits? Uh, I, mean, I mean, we're just kind of going over, uh, kind of going over Prince George, kind of see their tendencies, and um, but at the same time, um, we're not we're not too focused on on what they have to offer. I think uh, we're just kind of focused on uh, our game, and we're just focused on where our game needs to be going into the Doyle Cup coming Friday here. I always wonder about that because you you don't know anything about them really. They don't know a whole lot about you. Obviously, both two really good teams the BCHL champ going up against the AJHL champ. So I wondered if it's more about focusing and making sure that you guys are executing your game plan and having faith that if you do, you're going to be victorious. Yeah, no, and we've talked about that through the week here. Like, obviously, we, we've talked about game one might be a little interesting, obviously not knowing. We, obviously, we've we've never played each other. So, um, I mean, I, I guess you could say the first game might be a little feel process for both teams, but um, yeah, leading this whole week, um, you know, we're just trying to get ourselves ready and uh, best prepared for upcoming Friday. I mentioned the uh, the AJHL final wrapped up pretty quick, four game sweep against uh, one of your arch rivals in the Spruce Grove Saints. Nice to have that end so quickly. Have a bit of a a break here before the Doyle Cup. You know, absolutely, it was it was huge for our group. Um, obviously, there's just a few guys banged up, and um, to get the recovery. Um, Obviously, that was that was huge for for our team. So for us to to sweep Spruce Grove was was huge for us um, going into the dual Cup here to to get our bodies rested up and ready to go. Is it hard not to look past? Uh, not that you want to look past or anything like that, but uh, you know you're hosting a big tournament at the you know in a couple of weeks' time at the RBC uh, in Brooks through the AJHL playoffs. Was it at all tough to stay focused on you know the next opponent and not look too far ahead? Uh, you know. That's a good question. Honestly, it it is, but it isn't. Like for me personally, it wasn't. Um, like because I've never won a championship before. Mm. Um, and you know, the only thing that would make winning the RBC Cup better is just to win all three. Like, um, like we've talked about all year from day one. Like, we're not just going to go there and blow the regular season out and like not earn a spot. Like that was our whole goal is to kind of prove to everyone. Like, who cares that we're hosting? Like, we'll we'll get there on our own. Um, even even if we we're hosting or if we weren't, so I mean, obviously the pressure. I guess I guess you could say we don't have a lot of pressure on us, just um, in the sense that like if we lose, like like I said, like we have a, a bit already. But yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it, like you want to win as much as you can, and obviously this year we've been fortunate enough to uh, to win a lot of hockey games. A lot of hockey games, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, speaking with Luke Bast, he's my guest here, defenseman with the Brooks Bandits. Um, and Luke, what we like to do in this part of the show is 
introduce a player or introduce my audience to a player that's in your uh, shoes, being it's your NHL draft season. So uh, not everybody that's uh, listening right now is going to know much about you. Let's get some background. Uh, start with uh, where you grew up. Where are you from? Uh, Red Deer, Alberta. And do you remember how old you were when you first started playing? Uh, I think I stepped on skates when I was three, I believe. That's pretty young. Who got you interested at that young age? Uh, my dad. Um, he's He's been running a hockey school for, for over 30 years now. So, I mean, we're just, I have four older, or three older, older siblings. And, um, I mean, we all stepped on the ice at a, at a pretty young age. Uh, are you the youngest of the uh, the siblings? Uh, yes, I am the youngest. All right. So I, I have, I only have one older sibling, a brother, but when I was a kid, whatever he was doing, I wanted to do too. Something similar for you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, being the youngest kind of got to, got to see your siblings, kind of see what they were doing. And obviously I looked up to my brother and my older siblings and um, I kind of tried to follow in their footsteps there. Now, Elite Prospects is a, real, is a website that's really good for looking up uh, bios of players and stats and all that. They're pretty re- reliable when it comes to uh, linking brothers or cousins. They don't have you listed as having brothers, but Gabe Bast, I have to assume there's a relation there. Is that is that your older brother? Yes, that is my older brother. Okay, so Elite Prospects let me down on that one. but um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to him in, in a little bit, but uh, you're a defenseman now. Have you always been a defenseman? Uh, yeah. You know, uh, like you said, my siblings and... And I've we've always been defensemen, and I mean, I think kind of started out as a as a kid in novice. Um, I, I mean, kind of the big joke was no one could, could skate backwards besides uh, besides myself and a couple others. So um, that was kind of how I got into, uh, to play defense. It just I was kind of the only one who could, could skate backwards at a young age, and I've never looked back since. Well, it's pretty key for a defenseman to uh, be able to do that for sure. Um, Luke, did you ever like uh, as a, at a young age ever play forward? I know a lot of guys, maybe a novice or something, they have to take their rotation, play a net too. Did you? Uh, no, I, I remember when uh, often when there was a forward injury, we're short forwards. I'd always be kind of a kind of the guy to step up and play forward. Um, and I mean, as a kid, my dad always kind of stressed like um, like he you want to be pretty versatile, like you want to be able to play all positions. You don't want to just be able to, uh, to play one position. He that was very very important to him that we we know how to play all positions. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That makes you a more well rounded player. I uh, no question about that. Um, all right, you're in Brooks now. Uh, tell me about the the path to get to Brooks. You, you played obviously all your minor hockey and and everything through Red Deer. Uh, what led you to Brooks? Um, I mean, yeah. So like you said, I played in Red Deer. I, I played Mitchell AAA under coach Doug Quinn, and he was he was outstanding. Um. And then after that, or in my midget year there, I uh, I had the opportunity to affiliate with Brooks. Um, and I was obviously very fortunate enough to affiliate with Brooks and um, kill McCarr and was on the team. That, that was obviously pretty cool um, watching him and his path and where he is now. It's pretty cool. Um, and like I said, it, I uh, I was fortunate enough to actually go to the RBC Cup with them when they uh, obviously it was tough losing to Coburg in the final there, but. Um, I got to uh, got to spend some time there, um, and then I just kind of fell in love with Brooks, and then uh, I haven't looked back since, and I'm still here. 31 points last year as a rookie in the AJHL in 57 games, 35 this year, so a bit of a bump in points, but in uh, 12 fewer games. Pretty happy with the way you've played this year? Um, I mean, not overly, to tell you the honest truth. It was a, it was a tough year due to injuries. Yeah. 
Um, I, I ran into a lot of injury issues this year. Um, but I mean, I can't really can't, can't really focus on on the past year. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just trying to win a championship. So um, winning a championship kind of over uh, overpowers anything uh, individually, for sure. Again, good attitude to have. Team success uh, leads to individual success. So, exactly. um, nine nine points in the playoffs so far. You had thirteen last year. Is your role different at all, or how have you kind of uh, evolved in your two years with the Bandits? Uh, no, not a whole lot. Um, I mean, I've kind of always been uh, kind of a power play D man. Um, I mean, yeah, like I said, my role hasn't really changed over the past two years. Um, the, like I said, I'm just kind of a power play D man. I like to uh, like to get up the ice. Um, but yeah, my role role hasn't really changed over the past couple of years. All right, fair enough. Luke Basta, my guest here on the Pipeline Show, uh, mentioned Gabe, your older brother. He went to Penticton. Did the uh, the V's and Fred Harbison call on you uh, a couple of years ago to see if you'd be interested in following out there? Uh, yeah, um, he did. Um, you know, obviously there there's some age um, issues with me going to BC, hmm. um, but you know, at the end of the day, um, I felt like. Brooks would give me the best opportunity um, to, to move forward, and I thought I had the best opportunity, Brooks. And um, you know, I, I don't regret my decision one bit. Um, obviously, Ryan and, and Scott—they've done a tremendous job with me and my development, and I can't thank them enough for for what they've done the past two years with me. Well, and you will be following Gabe uh, to the next step, though. Uh, University of North Dakota—I've uh, been there. It's a fantastic facility, and I imagine it. it made an impression on you when you finally got down to, to take it in firsthand as well. Why was uh, the University of North Dakota the right fit for you as a hockey player? Um, you know, obviously to start with, with my brother, um, I've, he's four years older than me, so we've never, we've never been able to, to play, play with each other. And mm-hmm. um, there's an opportunity that, that I could play with my brother. And I thought that'd be, be very special. And, you know, I kind of told him like, It'd be pretty cool to win a national championship with my brother. So, um, you know, that was pretty, pretty cool. And, um, obviously that, that played a role in my decision, but, um, probably the biggest part is that I thought North Dakota was going to give me the best opportunity to play in the National Hockey League. Um, you know, I, I talked to Tyson Joseph and he said, you have absolutely anything you want, um, to succeed here. Like you have everything. And, um, with the coaches, um, with Bubs and Dane Jackson there, um, they, uh, I mean, I, I can't speak, uh, more highly, um, of them and how they recruited me and how professional their, their program is. Um, I mean, Brad Barry, um, my brother's kind of saying like, he just kind of could dad to you. Like he, um, he cares so much about his players and, um, you know, I want to play for a coach like that. Well, not just Gabe there, but other uh, guys you'll, uh, you'll know as well. Jacob Bernard Docker played against you last year. You guys uh, would have been. Um, buttonheads uh, against each other all season long. And um, Johnny Taconic, another Alberta guy. I know he played in the BCHL, but uh, some familiar guys there, uh, not just your brother. Uh, I, I should ask you why the, uh, the the NCAA path was the right way for you. I know you had CHL options as well. I believe it was the uh, Victoria Royals that uh, at least drafted you. I don't know if they still hold your, your CHL rights, but was it a, a, of interest at all to go the uh, WHL path? Um, I mean, not a whole lot. Um, obviously we, we kind of looked at that path and, um, at the end of the day, we thought, um, you know, the NCAA and the, in the timeline that NCAA offers will be better for, for me and my development. And 
honestly not not even as a player but as a person um to develop on on all levels of of life um obviously the the chl is a it's a little bit quicker of a route to get there but uh but myself i thought uh, i needed the the time to develop and um get better on and off the ice Luke Bass of the Brooks Bandits, my guest here on the Pipeline Show in the 2019 Draft Spotlight. I uh, should ta- uh, ask you about the draft itself and, and if it's been something you've been thinking about much over the course of this season. Mid uh, Midway rankings from Central Scouting, you're at 158. Now you're up to 137. Uh, is the draft something you've been spending much time thinking about? Uh, no, not a whole lot. I mean, at the start of the year when I kind of got ranked, um, I mean, it was obviously something that I would think about it. Um, throughout the throughout the start of the year, and then as the year kind of progressed, I just kind of tried to think about it less and less. And um, I found that the more and more I thought about it, kind of the the less. Uh, I mean, I just personally think I didn't play as well. Just kind of drained the drained the energy out of me. So hmm. um, nearing the end of the year here, it's um, no, like I don't think about it. I mean, like it, like I said earlier, my main focus is to, to win a national championship here in Brooks. I think that'd be. Honestly, at the end of the day, I think that'd be honestly more special to me than um, getting drafted in the NHL. Like obviously, um, winning a national championship this this doesn't go around very long, and the opportunity to play um, and to be selected in the NHL draft—that's obviously that'd be very special as well. But um, obviously, going to college, you have the opportunity to be a free agent. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and you're not going to be in junior for. Uh, for that long so um like i said like uh to win a national championship would be be pretty unreal if you don't get drafted you still got lots of time you to prove yourself and develop uh at north dakota and uh, maybe come out of it and signing a, a free agency deal and you get your pick of 31 teams maybe 32 by uh, the time uh, seattle gets into the league so there'll be some options it's a good way of looking at it for sure um now tell me are there things uh in in your game if uh, let's assume you get drafted all the fans of that NHL team that drafts you, they're going to want to know what kind of player you are. So maybe can you give us a bit of a self-scouting report? Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I, uh, me personally, I kind of touched on earlier on in the show, I, I like to get up the ice. And I like to uh, kind of be the fourth man on tack quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like I said, I, uh, I I like to see myself as being a pretty good uh, quarterback on the power play. Um and, you know, I just kind of use my uh, ability to skate and uh, my evasiveness to to get 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 away from defenders and make a good first pass. And like I said, just join the rush and be a be a fourth man in the offensive zone and stuff like that. Well, we know you can skate backwards. Uh, are there <laughs> things in your game that you still are, are trying to focus in on? Ah, uh, you know, absolutely. There, my strength is obviously probably my number one. Um, obviously in the D zone, um, going to getting into college I'll be playing against bigger stronger more talented players but um that's something that I'll have to work on and so my parents and I and my family we haven't stressed on rushing my development as physically um so I mean that'll just take time and uh you know I'm looking forward to uh this upcoming summer and trying to get bigger and stronger and uh, making them the next step to uh, to get better for next year. Well, when you look at guys, I mean, you're listed at five nine and just what under about 170 ish pounds. You know, ten years ago, probably not getting drafted or even considered. But now you get see guys like Quinn Hughes and, and you mentioned Kale McCarr. He's not a giant by any stretch of the imagination, but those guys are finding ways to to have success as well. 
sort of, I don't want to say you model your game after them, but are they inspirational in any sense that, yeah, they can do it, so can I? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, like you said, watching Kale, um, that was pretty, that was pretty special. I mean, coming into Brooks, um, I kind of want to be that type of player. Um, kind of the guy who kind of gets up in the rush and stuff like that. Um, so that was exciting watching him and kind of took some things from his game and try to, to incorporate them into mine. Awesome stuff. Uh, Luke, listen, I really appreciate your time. Best of luck with the Doyle Cup, the RBC Cup, whatever happens to the draft. And maybe we'll talk to you again down the road when you're with the Fighting Hawks. All right, Kay, I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. 2 nothing. the Prince George Spruce Kings defeating the Brooks Bandits on Friday night, but uh, a lot of hockey still to be played in that series. One more segment to go here on the Pipeline Show. It's another 2019 Draft Spotlight segment. This one by request on behalf of Stephanie, who is a patron at patreon.com slash the Pipeline Show. If you want to uh, help support the show in that regard, you can as well. That's the website to go to couple of bucks a month is all it takes and you can get early access to all the interviews that you hear every episode here on the pipeline show you'll get them three or four days sometimes before the general public so in that final segment by request for stephanie ethan keppen of the flint firebirds one of the uh late risers here in the for the 2019 nhl draft went from 110 to 74 on nhl central scouting's north american rankings if there were a couple more months in the year Maybe we'd be talking about somebody who could get up to the second round. Who knows? Get to know Ethan Keppen next here on the Pipeline Show. One shot on goal for Denmark on that power play. Now McDavid back the other way. In comes Connor McDavid. Loose in front. Score! Hey, Connor McDavid of the Erie Otters, and you're listening to The Pipeline Show. Let me 